Support for Podcast by Night comes from Midnight Syndicate. To find out more about their gothic horror instrumental music, please visit MidnightSyndicate.com. Hey, Jen. Hey, John. Hey, I was looking through our files for the podcast, you know, the Finite Podcast podcast. Oh, that podcast. Yeah, uh, that one. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we have files for that and stuff. You you wouldn't think so. I mean, it just sounds so professional. It just comes right out of the ether, I guess. So professional. So, oh, yeah. so we spend millions and millions of dollars. Uh, by dollars, you mean rubles? Sure. I don't know what the exchange rate is, but okay. <laughs> we spend we we spend practically nothing on on this podcast, and I have a feeling sometimes that shows. No, 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 no. The feedback's been amazing. <laughs> <clears throat> So anyway, as I was saying, I was looking through the files, and guess what I found? Um, you found a copy of the Book of Nod. Shh! How'd you know? Who told you? That would be uh, that secret sect of Nodists that are hiding around over there. They totally ratted you out. No, 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 no. Never mind the, the secret cult behind the curtain. Nope. No, no, ratted no. Ratted you out. Totally, you totally pwned you. Ah, damn it. Well, anyway, since the cat's out of the bag or the bat's out of the chimney... Whichever. Uh, I no, I found the uh, the long lost episode zero, which should have been yes. our intro episode. Should have been our intro episode. John and I spent a long what half hour on a Sunday afternoon recording a little bit of a an intro episode of like you know, hey guys, World of Darkness new podcast. How did we get into it? And it never got put up. Nope. So uh, at the suggestion of a good friend of ours. Um, some of the stuff we might reference goes back to that podcast, so it might be nice for you to have a point of reference. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to episode one and you're like, what in the world? Like, Jen keeps saying, like, like I said in the last podcast, and I have no idea what she's talking about. Well, that's because it was in this secret hole that John has somewhere in his bunker in, you know, North Hollywood that uh, he he keeps his all of his magnetic tape at. Yes, because I don't trust digital. <laughs> at this rate, I don't know if I trust, trust digital either. That's true. That's true. The Carrington event is coming. So we have this we have this episode. We're going to drop it for you. You can hear our dulcet tones and us telling you guys our backstory of how we fell into this wonderful world of darkness absolutely our audio biography is for your listening pleasure and i hope you enjoy it i mean it was a lot of fun it definitely shows the the audio chemistry that jen and i possess from the very beginning audio chemistry sure that's that's a term i've not ever used in like ever <laughs> oh, we're, we're making it up as we go along. So we hope you enjoy it and a little bit of a bonus episode. And of course, if you have any questions or comments, you know where to find us. That's right. By Night Podcast at Twitter. Uh, podcast by Night on Facebook. And Podcast by Night at gmail.com. There's all the ways to get a hold of us. That's right. Well, thanks again for listening and we hope you enjoy it. All right. Thanks, guys. Long Lost Episode Zero. Dun, dun, dun.
Hi, welcome to Podcast by Night. This is John Long. With me is... Jennifer Wolf. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Hi. Well, uh, welcome, everybody. We're going to be discussing all the fun and fantastic stuff of the world of darkness, so stick around. Um, honestly, when you first approached me about this project yep. of a podcast, uh, about uh, this game that we have been playing for more years than I care to admit... Uh, and what is this game? This game being, um, well, the world in playing in the world of darkness by White Wolf Studios, and uh, specifically, I've played mostly in vampire. Although I, I think I've touched all the other genres. When you approached me about it, I was like, "Yes, you know, I wanted. I have been wanting to do a podcast for a long time. Oh yeah, me part, too. Partly because." You know, we kind of were in that first generation, that first wave that went, we got into it in the 1990s when we were kids. Oh, yeah. We were there when it when it started, man. We were... Started. <laughs> oh, man. That dates us. That really dates us. We're old, John. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we got into this back then and kind of grew up with it. And now it, it went through kind of its its low phase, and now there's kind of been a, re, a renaissance, if you want to. I want you, to. Um, a renewal of interest in this game we love so much. And new people are coming in who didn't grow up with it, who didn't read all the books and didn't nerd out on all the, on all the backstory and the clans and the mechanic and... And in a way, it, it's it can be frustrating for the new person because you're walking into a world that has a whole past and a history, and you're like, I've never played an RPG before. And I think that, I, more than anything, was why I was interested in this podcast because I feel we're seeing a whole new generation of people coming in interested in doing role-playing games. Right. Um, specifically vampire or any of the world of darkness genres and they just are like i i don't know role playing and i don't know game these games and how does this work again and so i think that was my big interest in doing a podcast was i wanted to have a podcast that was going to be welcome to the world of darkness look at this crazy place we like to play in let's Let's throw you into the deep end and kind of hold your hand while you're while you're learning to swim. That's so sweet. What a what a sweet sentiment that is. I'm a sweet and kind person. You I really know. are. You're sweet and cuddly, all all spiky and thorns. I am very sweet and cuddly, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> That's right. Damn them to hell. Yeah, f those guys. F those guys. Well, I'll I'll tell you that. Um, likewise, I wanted to do this podcast because a. I love podcasts. B, I love the world of darkness. And uh, for the longest time, I've like you said, this renaissance just sort of popped up thanks to the wonderful people at By Night Studios. And I, I don't know who's behind the documentary, but with the World of Darkness documentary coming out, that's incredible. So yep. we're just this this tide is not yet crested. And um, and for me. I know that you're you just love the history, the minutia, the the backstory, the who's who and the what's what and when what happened. Uh for me it's also it's a little bit more of the 
the character nuance, the uh, how how do we exist as you know humans playing these monsters in this world that is so close to ours, but not quite because that curtain, that curtain that the wizard's hiding behind, that's that's a dark veil, and uh, and I don't know if you want to see who what the wizard looks like behind it. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes you pull back that veil and you're like, oh, oh, why did I pull back that veil? Yeah, oh, God, I can't unsee that. <laughs> but the uh, the other thing is, like you said, though, uh, helping the new player come in who, you know, they don't know what a Book of Nod is. They don't know how, why people are sort of like leery of the Asimites and why they give the Tremere a wide berth. I don't know why they give the Tremere a wide berth. No, today. not at all. I don't know either. It's we're we're just friendly people. They just like to say friendly, like please come see what I've got for you. Well, I think with the bad reputation, bad PR. That's, that's what right. I'm thinking. That's right. Never mind that cold chill. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm glad that we're of a mind on this with the idea of of helping the, the, the new and up and coming crop of players um, sort of, if not ease into it, at least get a more of an, a sense of what they're getting into. Yeah. And I mean, I know for, I, for one, and you, you mentioned uh, the minutia thing and I own the fact that I am a lover of all things minutia, but, um, but you kind of hit the nail on the head in a big way in that the character nuance, I feel like, the thing that made me fall in love with this game, you know, oh, so many years ago, and probably yourself as well, is the fact that this isn't just the, a game about go in, kill the monster, get the loots, um, steal the treasure, and then move on to the next adventure. That is not what this game is about. This game is about stories, and it's about character stories. And every character story is a little different. And everybody who comes into these games comes in with like a different mindset of where they are coming from and how they understand this world and we all bring it together to tell a story and I think at the heart of this podcast I just want it to be something that helps equip people as they're as they're exploring the stories because it's a lot when you're walking in the door and you're like okay I have to know what what again but you know, we tend to get so caught up in, do I have the numbers and dots and, you know, powers all right? And I'm like, that's not at the heart of why anyone enjoys this. They enjoy it because of the stories. Right. Absolutely. And, and so I hope this podcast not only gives them the capability of understanding what the dots mean or what the back history is, because, you know, that's all very useful. Um it, I hope it allows them to be able to kind of see the world in a way that they can find a way to tell their own stories. Oh, well put. So so well put. Yeah. I mean, I think the best thing for us is the old school gamers that we are. (laughs) Um, What'd you say? I didn't hear quite hear that. Oh, turn on your hearing aid, John. Um, 
I think that the best thing for us that we enjoy is is when we get to have those times where we're doing the old war stories. Oh, remember back in the day when we were playing that game and I was playing that one character and you're playing that other character and we did the crazy shenanigans and, you know, and, and it all got real and we had to scramble to figure it all out. Those are the fun aspects of, of what this game is about is the fact that at the end of the day, whether you did well or you did or you didn't do well, whether you really spun that really great thing you did with your powers or you completely fell on your face, there's always this crazy, amazing story you can laugh about years later and say, oh, yeah, I remember when we did that one thing. I, I, I love the war stories, as we like to call them. Those are always fun. So. Oh, yeah, that's that's another reason why I think this game has legs is that because of the social aspect of it, you get to meet up every month with your friends, do some crazy stuff, you know, use your imagination, use those social skills and, you know, sling some chops every now and then and and see what happens. And and then, like you like you said, you know, you go to get a cup of coffee a couple of years later, you still remember those stories. Yeah. And it's just fun to to laugh about them and it understanding that this is at the end of the day this is just a fun pastime this is um are you you're playing a character who's facing life or death decisions but you get to walk away at the end of the night and still be friends with that person you were mortal deadly combat with not absolutely an hour ago right absolutely so i i think also this is a good time to kind of um, maybe explain a little bit about our history with the game a little bit and how each of us came into it. So, um, and I'm going to make you go first. So, like, how did you discover World of Darkness and how did you come into it? Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you, the first thing that happened with me was I was in high school, of all things, when I first heard about this game where you get to actually play the monster, you know, you get to be that, that dark figure of mythology and terror. And, and, and I've never heard of that before. No, no game Dungeons and Dragons, um, Palladium games has ever allowed a character to do that, a player like myself to do that. And so I I wormed my way into a group and they were already entrenched in the whole line at that time, I think they only had three lines out at the time, vampire, werewolf, and mage. So it was still relatively new. They were, they didn't expect it to be this huge. So they kept trying to crank out new stuff. And we just started playing the tabletop version. And then one day back, I remember it like it was yesterday, 1995 (laughs) new year's day. There was a club, the only goth club where I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. Shout out to the Dominion. Uh, they were they were running a vampire LARP. And I'm like, holy crap, what is this? And then a friend of ours who was kind of the main storyteller slash GM slash DM guy bought the very first box set of first edition Mind's Eye Theater. And so that's what we went in with. We're, we're sitting there. Thanks. With, with with the mask with fangs, yep, uh-huh. I love that. And the uh, everybody looked that up, tragedy mask with fangs. 
uh, and so we were sco- quizzing each other on the way to the club. And of course, when we get there, we realize, wait, there's a second edition now. So we had to take time out to do all that. And the rest is really history. I mean, it was my first taste of the world. It was the perfect setting. The goth club was right butt up against a, a mundane club, if you will. So you could look out over into the other that where the normals and normies and the straights were hanging out. And it was just, it was the perfect setting. So that really ingrained it into my mind of this is just, this is the what it is. Well, I have to say, unlike you, I did not grow up with RPGs. Um, You know, you and I share a background in our fine Southern Baptist tradition. Um, I grew up in... um, yeah, well, you probably even remember when we were kids, there was a big backlash against Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, oh, my gosh, they're summoning demons with like doing magic spells. And at the time I was living in Virginia, which um, the area I lived in down by uh, Norfolk was you know, very military, very conservative. So uh, I did not grow up with the Dungeons and Dragons and like the concept of a role-playing game. So it wasn't even on my radar. I mean, it just was not anything that I would have noticed. And um, later when we moved to Missouri, definitely just wasn't anything I knew about until I went to college in 1995 in Kansas City. And I was at this um, this Baptist liberal arts school, uh, really small, and uh, have met this group of people there and have befriended them. I didn't know that they played RPGs. In fact, again, was just not on my radar. And it wasn't until one day at lunch, we were all sitting around and my two friends, Bridget and Carrie, were talking about their characters. And, oh, Tasman, she would do this thing. Oh, Karis, she would do this thing. Oh, you know, uh, what, what about the spot? They might come and attack us, you know? And I'm going, what the rap is this conversation i had what are you guys talking about they're like oh we're talking about vampire characters i'm like i'm listening you know what's this um and they're the ones who introduced me to vampire the masquerade and um you know i was a 18 year old freshman in college who i mean i i i grew up on things like um, the old Dracula movies. I grew up on Forever Night. Forever Night was a show that actually my father and my brother and I would all stay up late to watch. It was I like love a, that show. It was such a good show. Oh, great show. Family bonding time over over LaCroix. And, um, oh, well, Jeanette. Oh, well, Jeanette, yeah. And uh, we... Uh, so I kind of already had this like love and appreciation for Gothic horror from the 19th century and was like, okay, I like vampires. Let's do this thing. And that's how I got involved in it was my little group of college friends. We did vampire LARPing, but we didn't know that there was my die theater out. We just kind of were using tabletop rules as best we could until um, the MET book came out. It really was just like a handful of college dorks just running around campus. <laughs> it, it didn't help. We had a cemetery right smack dab in the middle of campus, and we would go and run what? around. The oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah. my gosh! Run around the cemetery pretending to be vampires, and I mean literally the 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 other 
kids at this very conservative Baptist liberal arts school. Um, <laughs> like, what the hell are these weirdos? You know, <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with them? Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't actually get hardcore into vampire, like, really, like. Uh, you know, reading up and studying it and getting into the minutiae of it. And so I moved to California and I met you lovely people. <laughs> and when I, that's when I, I started actually like LARPing with a group who actually knew the LARP roles and um, got involved with our old LARP group way back in the day, uh, Sabat Live Action Fan Club. And that was where it took off for me. And, uh, that that was what made me really fall in love with the game. I think before that, it was just sort of like, hey, this is fun. It's a cool little pastime. But after I moved out here, it was, you know, this was my social group, and these were the people I hung out with and and really got involved in it. So that's how I came to it. And um, uh, that that has defined, I think, my adult life has been playing this like weird little rpg you know um to this day i think even when i'm in my everyday normal setting of you know i am an adult in my in my office there'll be days when i'm thinking hmm so if i had a pen pig pet peg that person down are they really a ventru or are they a tremere you know it's just the way i look at the world so oh yeah definitely <laughs> colors our perception Colors are perception, yeah. So that's how I fell into a uh, world of darkness, and um, it, it's. Uh, it, I, I have to admit, I never fell in love with any other RPGs. I was never into Dungeons and Dragons, or I played a few others, but this has been the one I think that I keep gravitating to, and in a big way, I think it is that the fact that it does have such a rich story that you know you find of constantly intrigued by the different kinds of stories you can tell and i mean as i've grown as an as a from teenager to an adult i uh my stories have changed quite a bit i think when i first got into it i'm not th this is true confession time when i first got into it i was playing the atypical toreador fluffy bunny um you know, damsel in distress with a tragic backstory character um, who you may remember well, Kilara Wallace. Um, and many it was, good conversations between us. Many good conversations. She was the she was the atypical, uh, like uh, tragic, uh, uh, woe is me kind of Toreador with lots of angst. She had lots of angst, and. Um, now I'm a little older. I'm like, well, you know, but now I'm exploring playing a, a, a nun who used to have true faith and is now a vampire. What do you do with that? Like, how do you explore the concepts of salvation and forgiveness when you're a creature who's damned to hell? You know, it's, it's, that's, that's a lot more fun for me. And it's just kind of neat to see the different stories you can, you can play around with. <laughs> 